Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. Hey, man, a lot of people live by that lifestyle. Yeah, and we yeah. are, uh, we come in contact with them and we keep in contact with them. And it's just a cool ass lifestyle to have, man. So, what you been up to? What you been uh, listening to, watching, or fucking with really hard? Man, uh, shit. I've been on that, um, uh, I've been on that Crown TV hard, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Wild New Orleans niggas. Act. Wild as fuck. Wild as fuck, man. That make you, when you go back and listen to that shit, you know, 50 shots and set it off, I listen to that. Yeah. Different meaning, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I've been fucking with that Dirty Glove Bastards off the porch, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the homie Young Ra was on there. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers be on there. Sada been on there. Uh, I mean, I actually- I just watch all of them. I about to say, I, I just watch all, all of them. Dog. I just press yeah. play on it. Yeah. I, had to I used that as a replacement for some shit I used to watch, yeah, yeah, and it filled yeah. the void, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and when I'm out of sucker. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like that. Like that. And it was a nigga from Pritchard, Alabama on there. And we got a lot of family in Pritchard, Alabama, dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, is that... Is that That's the one nigga? Yeah, the one young nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, but but I, I, I don't know none of them people down there, so you know what I'm saying? We got people that we related to. I can't just call somebody family. family. Yeah, yeah, we got some bloodline down there. I yeah. put it that way. Yeah. But the one nigga, uh, I got to fuck with the nigga Mont Dog, because he asked yeah. why he got yeah. shot. He kept that shit real. He said, I just was talking shit. <laughs> to the and, wrong, at the wrong time. I thought cut. some niggas was my friends, and they obviously wasn't. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that that's a I've definitely been fucking with that. Other than that, man... Uh, Animated really, series, bro. animated series, dog, and just being like a parent, man. You feel what I'm saying? My, uh, I don't know when it's gonna come out, but my little baby about to turn five. You know what I'm saying? So that's a pleasure. You know what I mean? So just and my, you know, my oldest daughter nine. Uh, we had a uh, <laughs> a virtual uh, parent, parent teacher conference. conference, and the lady was like just talking so great about my daughter, my uh, nine year old Yanni, and. Uh, I was like, that's crazy because I've never heard anyone talk to her like that. She was so stunned. I was like, you got to be kidding. Like, you think you the first, you think this is the first what time I heard this? You yeah, feel what I'm yeah. saying? But it just was that nice to know. That cracker daughter a genius? Yeah, yeah. But I told her, shit, you've been a genius without a cracker telling you that. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That that ain't solidified. Right. The shit you do to Every become day. that yeah, solidified. Yeah, you all feel the work me? you put in. Yeah, that cracker just going to need some help with uh you teaching the class because she said, I wish like I can have her help me in yeah. the class. She like, said, and I wish you could. Set aside a budget for it. No, just don't do it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't but, no freebies. Yeah, no freebies. But hey, man, we got a return guest. Yeah, you feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You, One of the you more than a guest, man. You like you like the official third member of the show, man. I'm gonna just tell you that. You feel what I'm saying? Yo, your mic ain't out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and why I say that is because like. Okay, so we met because Bazaar was supposed to come on the show. No, Bazaar and King Gordy. Yeah, Bazaar and King together. Gordy dropped the project, and they were supposed to come on the show, and they didn't come. I don't know why they didn't come, uh, but uh, my brother was like, uh, but it's this guy who, who reached out. like uh, He got other artists and stuff like that, so we just kept in contact, and then we just started working, and anybody he's worked with we tell them come on man they got an open door policy and right, right, he right. he was very instrumental in, in uh getting jay, jay prince, prince and yeah. then he was very instrumental in getting a lot of guests and like that's why we say you like the you like the talent booker <laughs> for the oh, show hey, look, that's what i was gunning for when it, when yeah. it first started yeah you feel what i'm saying it's working perfect, and it's you know, the shit working perfect but then when we actually sat down and got to talk to you on the show uh that that was actually our first on air debate between me and my brother. You feel what I I'm saying? That. You sat back and watched it. You feel what I'm saying? But like you, uh, we learned so much about you that we didn't actually had an opportunity before talking to you to know a lot of people we know that we fuck with. We we knew them beforehand. So when we got to talk to you then, it was kind of like a formal introduction. You know what I mean? And. And we learned so much dope shit about you, and you just kept going with that and just being a dope individual. So we talking about uh, Dean, and we call him Pastor, pastor Dean because we wanted he wanted said he wanted to be a pastor, but it's actually Saint D'Angelo. Yes, yes, Saint <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. been up to, brother? 
Man, everything. Yeah, you actually got married <laughs> since the last time. I got engaged. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Same yeah. shit, dog. Yeah, y'all live together. Yeah, yeah. 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 y'all married. We yeah, just yeah. had a baby. So yeah, yeah. I'm peeping the double nose ring you got going on. <laughs> yeah. So how 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 does the baby? The baby, the baby will be nine months. Yeah, on November thirteenth. Yeah, but you 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 had a son right already. Uh, two girls. Two, oh, two girls. Okay, two girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you you usually the only boy. Because you was the you say you was the only brother or something, yep. right? Yeah, yep. seven yeah. sisters, only boy. Yeah, and then so that's tough on you. Daughters and shit. So how how's engaged life been treating you, man? Before we get into everything else, it's been really good, man. I feel really good about uh, one about like I I really appreciate that y'all keep talking about the dope shit that I do because I really just be trying to live from. Like an authentic place in my regular life, right? Yeah. Like my relationship is a reflection of that. It's yeah, like, I be seeing y'all take y'all yeah, like, take wild. Like <laughs> I, when I say wild, I mean like a lot, right. like a lot of fo- different photo shoots and stuff like that. And I'm family like family photos, family photos, and I'm like, yo, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's just dope to me. And it seemed like y'all like have a lot of fun together. Of course, I don't know because I'm not there every day. Of course, everybody, you know, we only seeing pictures, mm-hmm. basically, of what I'm saying. But if you saying it's going great, I believe you. But like. Just to talk about your significant other, like, is this somebody you already knew? Like, is this, or like, how did this come about? You know what I'm it saying? Was, uh, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you kind of know people from around the way, but yeah, y'all yeah. never really had the time to build on y'all own. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, we, we grew up basically about five minutes from each other. Yeah. And we both were coming and going in the Detroit art scene yeah. around the same time. And, and when you say art thing, you mean poetry and yeah, so, so, yeah. So I mean, but like in Detroit, it's really an intersection of all of that. Anytime you go to an open mic, so for instance, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now, uh, the most popular, one of the most popular open mics in the city is this shit called Sound Off Sunday. And, yeah, yeah, right. And so, uh, Ken Brass over there, shout out to him. Uh, he has an open mic. Uh, I think it was anchored by poetry at first because that's really what was driving the open mic scene in Detroit at the time. But it's a lot of rappers who've come out of that uh, of that scene. It's a yeah. lot of vocalists. And so you get a mixed bag of everything. And so when I say like on the art scene, I really mean like like whatever every every the, the fuck arts, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so and, and to, like and to like even like bring it up to date, my fiance and my uh, my newborn are going to be featured in a art gallery in Ann Arbor this uh starting tomorrow so a lady named Sydney James who's a, a friend of when my family when does it end when yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. will it be over ooh i think the end of the month okay okay yeah. okay, okay okay so yeah, yeah that that's dope though so so do your fiance paint or something or what is she no, as far fian- as artistry my fiance is a she she the one who keep everybody in line she handles the administrative <laughs> and the logistic shit so yeah, that's very an art much itself. needed yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's an art form that's dope like because like the uh, i've been married for 13 years but that our story is very similar to that because i actually grew up down the street and around the corner from my uh wife mm-hmm. you know what i mean and her sister has kids by a, a gentleman who I say is my brother, mm-hmm. but we at at the time we never intersected like that, and I'm kind of happy it didn't because well, I was brother. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just right saying That's because my if I, twin sister's older brother, right? I, but I, if I said my brother, people so dumb that they yeah. would think you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, so that's and that's part of my story too, right? Just like the the. Uh, at the core, like a lot of the, what the artistic shit that I'm doing now is me processing my experiences with a blended family. So I know that it could be a bunch of different things when yeah, you say, you yeah, know, yeah, this is yeah. somebody I refer to as my now, brother. Now, she had kids as well or? Yeah. Okay, okay. So how so, many of y'all totaling now? Three. Three. Oh, this is who you already had your kids by? No. So this is this is my approach to raising my blended family, right? It's just like, as far as I'm concerned, they all always been mine. Because yeah. okay. that's just okay. kind of how life works. Like, life preordains and predestines things to happen. Right. And so, like, I knew in a lot of ways that my fiance's daughter was my daughter before I accepted that my fiance was my fiance. Oh right, right. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 that's grown up shit. Like, yeah, like if it don't work out, I still in her life because right now I'm in her life. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you've been in her life. So that's your daughter. Um so before we get to uh all baths are ritual. Because Which is a dope ass title. That's a dope ass. <laughs> so title. we gonna need some explanation uh, yeah, on that. Yeah. All right. Dope ass cover. Even though you said it's the bootleg cover, I didn't know what that <laughs> meant. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but the project is fucking top notch, bro. But we let, before we get into that, yeah. we'll get it lead into that picture. How you actually got there for the cover? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying. So uh, what else you been up to though? 
besides the how, how has 2020 been to you? Because you know, like a lot of people is acting like it's the worst year there's, ever. There's the question, that. right? Yeah, because like, it's a uh, 2020 has been really productive in almost an unfair way, right? Because yeah. and and not even that it's unfair, but is we've really been through one of those times where life really show you what you about. Right. And then you decide where you want to go from there. Right. And so I started the year really ready to because I closed the year, remember, with a uh with a cat that's on the on the project, Brent Blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that he was on the show towards the end of last year. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And so we had did a party at Dillard's Delights, yep. which is like a story I've been telling on my Instagram leading up to the project. Um and it ended up resulting in an opportunity for us to do or for me to do a monthly at Detroit City Distillery over in Eastern Market with some cats called We Are Decipher, who's been running the programming for the Quinder Cut and Detroit Distillery and Beacon Park and yeah. some other stuff, right? So they're they're like really plugged into the into the uh, like the progressive nightlife scene, so to speak. Yeah. And so once I did that, I had an opportunity to keep the monthly going and so i i started a at first it started off as a thing called supra which was like the the toyota sports car yeah so i was trying to like do a play on like auto show season and shit because it was january and so it was supposed to come up yeah you know what i mean so um i think that uh oh or no what it was that i was getting us ready for the summer because it was going to be a summer thing so yeah. i'm like doing all my marketing shit and i'm like yeah we're gonna have this shit popping by the time the yeah, first auto yeah, show yeah, of the yeah. summer roll around and um, it was, I had we had the baby in February. My baby was born February 13th. And so I had a show that night. And mm-hmm. so I got to go and be like, oh, yeah, we just had a baby, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Buy me drinks shit and shit. Shit don't stop. Yeah. Shit don't stop, right? And so, but that's also like one of the, that's like one of the ways that I designed my life too, if we could stop there for a minute, right? Is yeah. to, for me to be able to meet the needs of my family and like my professional needs at the same, same time. time right. Or incongruency with each other in tandem. Uh, so... In March, March 12th, I'm like, yeah, this shit is going crazy. It's like getting bigger every month. And I don't know what the fuck they're talking about this virus, but it sounds pretty serious. But before I had got to March, I was talking to SJ about something. And he was like, man, you should like, oh, because I had dropped a, a mixtape with DDT. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a, a, a thing called Church in the Wild. Yeah. That's, that ended up being the name of the party at the distillery. Yeah, So I wanted to do a mix to promote it. And so I had DDT, who's in, uh, who's going to end up being my uh, my house DJ for yeah. the event, or my resident DJ. And SJ was like, "Man, you should like drop a tape or something and call that shit Pastor DeAngelis and the ch- Pastor D in the Church in the Wild or some shit." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and so like that was really what had got the wheels turning, and I had already kind of been like playing with the idea of calling myself a saint. Yeah, it's like a tongue in cheek kind of thing because obviously I'm not. No, but you are. You are though, because you're saints and sinners. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no better than y'all, niggas. (laughs) But see, but but that's my point, right? And so, like, I think the last time I came, I don't know if we got to talk about what a hayoka is or what like a sacred clown does. No, no, no. Get to that. So what a Hayoka or a sacred clown is, this is, you know, it's, uh, it's native of indigenous culture or tribal culture and the, the sacred figure, the clown or the, or the, in, in Lakota terms, Hayoka yeah. is, uh, someone who leads society through rites of passage and okay. rituals. Like I be telling niggas the court gesture is the most important thing in the kingdom. Exactly. And the reason that that the reason for that is because that person usually has the mind to be balanced. Yeah. And they're balanced in such a way that they can make people understand things by acting the opposite. Right. Right. And so it's not that I don't think that I'm better than people in a lot of ways that I do. Yeah. Right, you are. But, listen, right. man, you are better than people. Yeah. Like, like people, like we are all not created equal. The only equal thing is that you're a human being. Uh, that's where it stops, bro. Like, you're better than people in things that you do, and you need to own that. Like everybody, yeah. like I start embracing that. Like, like people shame you for saying that you're better, but no, I'm putting in the work to actually be right. better. Right. Yeah. And, that's, mean, and that's what yeah, it is, right? Because yeah. if you call yourself better, or if you if you identify something or something in the, in the affirmative, you have a responsibility to that. And so yeah. if that means developing yourself to be better, 
then like just by you saying it, you have that responsibility right, now. Right, and so, right. but when people think about what you're talking about when you say you're better than somebody, they're thinking that they you're that you've arrived. Or they automatically associated with money or or material things. You know what I'm saying? Like they always do that. Like if I, you think you better than me? Why? Because you, because I got something that you see as great, like like valuable. Like my car holds no value to me because it's a lease, and when it's over, I'll go get another car. I got Mm -hmm. another car in the garage in case it breaks. Like so, I'm not looking at the car like this car makes me. Like but other people, like oh, you driving that? You must think you better than people if they don't agree with how you feel and all that. But but. Accepting that you're better than some people also gives you the responsibility to try to bring those people up oh, because yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not better than some than somebody to to just to shit like, on them. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But segue so it's like segue back into the story, right? Yes. Yeah. So long to that story because all of it is connected from like March <laughs> to, to like now. Yeah. And so March 12th, uh, we have the shit. Detroit Distillery. It's the first church in the wild. It's yeah. the only church in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> For now. For now. Yeah. And, uh, and it goes, you know, well enough considering that the whole city is about to shut down. And that's what we talking about the whole night. But I still end up at another party where I do some really good networking with for like at the Simple Sound birthday party. Yeah. And like they have been going crazy like the whole time that I have been like trying to scale up for my business, Humble Fly. Yeah. And so I was really like excited to connect with these people. So I'm like, I'm about to email them and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know how you get where you like, where you feel like when you know your, your plan coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so. Nigga, I woke up the next day and I take my daughter to school and I gotta go get her. Yeah. In the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> and then just, you know, everything that happened from that, you know, yeah. like you gotta stay in the house, you gotta put your mask on, ain't no bread, ain't no toilet tissue. So like and it felt like some shit out of a movie. Yeah. But also like Unbelievable, still, right? right? right yeah. No, I, I could believe it. I though, mean, but, like, but, but also I could believe the demands, it. Like, the, but the general, like, we different type of thinkers, so we got to also give ourselves. Well, see, for so that, yeah, because that was the thing too, right? Like, you know, being raised in Detroit and churchy and shit, you automatically think that anytime it's a global event that the rapture is about to happen, <laughs> and I don't care what nobody says, it's just how right. you think. Like, yeah, right, right, right. This so, is it. <laughs> like, this is it. We this, don't need this, no toilet this, paper. This we go the shit. Like. <laughs> It's about to start. And so, like, and so that's really the mode that I had got in, and not so much like all oh, down the world about to end, but just like nothing that I'm doing right now that is of importance for me to keep doing it. Right, right. And so, like, I got really like frustrated with all my clients and shit, it's like people trying to pay me money, and I'm like, nigga, the world is ending. What are you? I'm not. And, and I'm on top of that, like, I, I wouldn't like you. Are, you that's some stand up shit because it's like I could take your money, but I can't do what you want me to do because what what you do is predicated upon other people. Like, so I can't say we go do an event knowing that event spaces are closing. Mm-hmm. I can't say we go do this. So I don't even want the money at this point. Don't hold me accountable for something. I just know that I can't take care of. We just because at that point, we just didn't know what, what was, was going to happen. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But that's why uh, it. I don't want nobody to steal this term because this is definitely a neighborhood music, uh, hostile assassin term. That's why we always stash that's for the drought. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's why if people wonder why we will record four shows in a day, if possible, or three shows in a day, because it's going to be a time where we're not going to be able to sit here. So we have to have something to keep the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? And people just didn't get it. Some of our guests didn't get when we sit down and say, hey, but we don't know when it's coming out because they thinking, well, we just recorded it. Yeah, we just recorded it, but we actually got 48 shows before you. Mm-hmm. You feel, you don't even want to hear that. <laughs> before I, You wouldn't even come if I told you that right. before you sat down like, well, shit, we going to put you in the queue. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we definitely understood, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't even want... So, and, and, and not being able to understand something like that is one of the reasons that I pull back from publicity, right? Because yeah. when, when last time I was here, I was marketing myself yeah. as a publicist and a brand manager and, like, really trying to coordinate those things for people and trying to get them to understand that they really should do it months in advance. Yeah. And so working with people who already don't understand the market that they in and being up a global de- epidemic just didn't really sound... Ideal for me while trying to raise, you know, a family. Yeah. Right, right. It's just so much that's going on in your life as what you're transitioning into. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, on top of that, boom, the world shut down. So, it's like, oh, shit. So, I was going to be an activist and start homesteading. I believe that. Yeah, what's an activist? I mean, I was going to be one of them niggas who was like New Era Detroit. And I used to work. So, like, my whole thing is my professional 
quote unquote background starts in community organizing. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. like during Obama's first term, I was campaigning with Acorn for uh community uh for community actions in Chicago. Oh, okay. And so like so that's where I trained at. Yeah. And then but how I started was I started doing voter registration drives in Detroit. And it was really just, you know, on some going up to the psychedelic shack because I saw an ad in the Metro Times <laughs> that said if I got somebody to sign petitions, they'll give me two dollars a signature. Yeah. And so what just I think that one of the benefits of being a creative person is that you always just kinda gotta be hustling. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're gonna call yourself being creative part time or full time. Right. And so that was how I even found myself like towards that. And so I was like, I'm about to like grow some vegetables and help some nonprofits. And just I'll worry about music later because ain't nobody buying no fucking records, ain't right. nobody getting no deals. Like, and that's not really something that I think is gonna be like soul feeding right. to people at the time. And I think that's the most important takeaway from that is you said it wasn't so soul feed. feeding. And yeah. people just don't understand, like, I don't care how good you think I am at something, once it don't feed my soul or my energy and stuff no more, I don't it's, it's over. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna do it. No disrespect to you if you still wanna do music. Right. But I just I don't want to be around that, and uh, and I, I use music specifically because uh, we grew up with music, but I just think music has had such a negative, negative effect, effect on, on so our community, much, man. Like, and everything we fight. When I say we, I mean my uh, me personally. Everything I'm going for now, uh, the type of music that I came up making, listening to, and everything goes against that 100. percent So for my personal growth as a man. And uh, as a human, I just got to leave that in the past. You feel what I'm saying? It was cool while it lasted, but it's over. You feel what I'm saying? And I made it through, and this is what I'm on now. You feel what I'm saying? I feel that, and I think that, uh, I think I definitely relate to that. So thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a funny ass. <laughs> yeah, was, but you're you, wild, yeah, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, go ahead. But shit, what I was about to say because it just made me think of something. Then I had that. So you were saying how what the music wasn't the shit oh, wasn't yeah. feeding your soul. So yeah, so I'm like you know I'm about to grow some vegetables. I'm about to like yeah. you know get my backyard together. Me and my girl like and y'all it, you you documenting all of this. You yeah. showing the pictures and all of that. We at yeah. Easter market every weekend. We yeah. like you know, I'm wearing dashikis now. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. killing yeah, the animals yourself or it ain't no me. No, I was really. Trying to be like on some Dr. Sebi yeah, full no. alkaline. And I yeah. did and that's and so like that's really uh so like if we talking about a pivotal point, yeah. Like I did a Daniel fast from Break now like, break that down. What is a Daniel fast? Daniel fast just mean I mean so Nothing. to to, to help you understand it, it's basically like Dr. Sebi's diet. But okay. the the basis of it is biblical being that Daniel didn't want to eat the king's food and he represented for the Jewish people who didn't want to eat the king's food when they were trying to prepare them to uh to labor over building this new palace. Right. And so uh Daniel was like, nah, I ain't gonna like let us eat what we eat and I bet you will, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll perform stronger yeah. than the men that's, you know, eating the king's food. And that's what happened. And so because of that, you know, he had uh, Daniel sprinkled that had, Bible in there. I mean, so as the <laughs> pastor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, pastor, right? Yeah. And so yeah, so like Daniel and them, because they were able to like be faithful to you know just or have integrity in, in a small thing like diet, right? Right. And you know, talking about people who've already experienced a bunch of bullshit as far as being persecuted, and now you're a slave, and now you gotta like build the palace, build a palace. Right. And he like, no, nah, I'm just gonna. And the nerve of this nigga to turn down my food. Yeah, he, yeah. he like, no, nah, I'm just gonna eat what I usually eat, and then he turns up. And like he's him and his man are leading the crews, and that puts him in a, a, a position of leadership. And I wasn't really thinking about it like that at the time. Like I was trying to like prepare myself for an elevation, yeah, or anything like that. I was really just like, you know, I want to take better shits. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. I want to feel better. Yeah, you know, I want to feel better. I want to have more fiber in my diet. I want to. I want to. I want to not sit here and waste away. Yeah, you know, eating snacks and shit every day and cooking yeah. all these decadent ass meals because we've been locked up in the house for three months. Right. And so I did the Daniel fast from May to June, and I felt really good. And I had like some eye opening experiences. Yeah. Starting with me being able to uh, run publicity for Sydney James and the Malice Green mural over on Oakman and Puritan. Yeah. And so that was an installation that went up right after the stuff happened with George Floyd. Yeah. Just right after uh right after my man's. And Sydney, who's like a world renowned artist, a traveling, an internationally traveling muralist, and 
That's a hell of a title. That's pretty right? cool, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Traveling muralist. Like, this nigga's in Africa doing murals. This, this, this That's person. exactly what she's doing, bro. Yeah. Like, she's like she's got, a, like, a mural on every continent almost. Uh, that's, <laughs> can you get her on the show? I, I think so. Absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I, think, I think we're the moving door is to open. another project soon. Okay. So yeah, it'll yeah, be time yeah. for her. But uh, Does do she do them at people's homes? I mean, she probably would. Yeah, because I got this code when I move into the new house. I got this cold ass shit I want on the wall. That shit probably would take her like three minutes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? But no, you she know, she does this shit fast. As that's what I'm saying. And I just, you know, I would love to say, oh no, 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 no. Sydney did that. She's a international world traveling muralist. That way, because that that automatically add value. If I ever want to sell it. And y'all know the show Lincoln Heights? Yeah. She used to do the art on the show for the girl who was a painter. Oh, straight up? Yeah. So, like, that was really, like... Yeah. (laughs) That was what she was was doing before she was a muralist. That's dope, bro. Like, y'all know Lincoln Heights? Niggas like, yeah. Yeah. And so, so, right right when the fast started, right in the middle of that, like, I did the... uh, We did that. And I had something happen with another client where he was accused of... Like I seen that shit. Yeah, that yeah, really yeah. opened up a can of worms on the yeah. thing. But I mean, like, like I said, like you, because he was a guest up here also. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, me personally, I uh, don't jump to conclusions. I don't jump to conclusions, and I like to hear both sides of the story. That's not picking any one side. I can't trust what one person says about any one thing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I think people just don't understand that. It's nothing wrong with wanting to hear both, both sides, sides of, of a story. story. Uh, so, uh, In every instance, though. I think that and so like this is something that I, I identify with as a survivor, right? Of, yeah. like, of like victimhood and abuse and shit like that. Yeah. Is that you do want somebody to believe you right out the gate. And so like it don't hurt. No, I think that Oh, and like, I'm not saying. Uh, by the way, uh, let me preface this. I'm not saying that that guy wasn't guilty of what he I was mean, accused uh, of. I'm not, and that was how I had to wear the statement. I was like, I don't know whether he's guilty or not, and I really don't think that he would. But here's my position on it. I never you know, say shit like I that because I, like I, I, I never put what nothing I think, past yeah me I, thinking something about somebody uh, and their guilt or not aren't are the same. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like you have a personal relationship with mm. the representative of him that he gave to you yeah. like, so he wouldn't be the same rep- had the same representative well, in a certain situation with you know what I'm saying no, so, and so and so I recognize that because like I would never be in the same as a man I wouldn't be in the same position right as a woman who's in a room with, yeah, a, with a man who does that type of thing right yeah but just what made me even do it was that people started hitting my fucking line like, <laughs> like what's up with like, this? Yo, is this still your client like like what are you gonna do like what's the like the risk mitigation type shit yeah. I'm just like you know he's not my client he's you know and I did enjoy the working relationship. It was a really, I really hate that I can't even say his name right now. Yeah. It was a successful project. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, I had to, I had to take a position and I have to stand by that. And like, it's something that kind of, that I've been watching in the weeks because, in the weeks that have passed since because he's got content out. Yeah, and the same people who's hitting me up is the same people. So like, like if you was just gonna poach him, you ain't had to like, <laughs> right, right. I don't fuck with the poachers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, and I totally understand that. And you know, it was so funny is when that came out. The first thing I thought was, I wonder if Dean still represent him. You feel what I'm saying? But I, I just wondered that because I was. It like, was more concerned about. Dean yeah, it was actual, more concerned like, about what's your I'm, name, how you like, you know what I'm saying. Like, we do a lot that. of work together though, so it's like, I'm like, damn, I, I want that on my man name. Yeah, like, I want no smut on nobody who I. You feel what I'm saying? Fuck with name, because mm-hmm. like some of these people be guests. they try. Well, not no. to cut you off, but like that's what people do. They just automatically toss you in the mix of that, like you a part of that situation, and you like. Yo, I met that nigga three years after that. Like, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you're, you never want your name affiliated or associated with nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So that was our first thought. Like, damn. Damn, this is a PR nightmare made, for D. I, and and it, so it wasn't even so much as it was a PR nightmare because, like, when you got principles, you know what to do. And, yeah, so, yeah. and then you know the consequences of those principles, too. Right. And so, like, it was easy from that standpoint, but it was definitely like a, a slap in the face to see niggas, like, Jocking, <laughs> but also, but also expect it because, like, this is the business that we work in, and we're yeah. still dealing with like human people. Yeah. And so, like, but that was uh, one of those earlier experiences that I had during that fast, and then by the time it closed out, which was Father's Day weekend in the beginning of summer, because I lined it up with the moon and shit, right? So yeah. The type of shit I be on. Uh, yeah. Fast. Daniel me. probably did too, if you believe I that mean, story. I mean, so the, and the whole thing about Daniel, honestly, is that Daniel is. Uh, allegorical story in the Bible and like uh, people the in Bible the Bible is allegorical. I mean, but 
some of it, <laughs> some of it is propaganda. If yeah. we if we talking about you know how it was designed to you know pursue an agenda, yeah. But it's based on other texts that are allegorical or have a real life history. Yeah. And so Daniel is one of those things where it's not you know it's not recorded in history the way that it says it happens. And so we have to believe that. You know, niggas wasn't really surviving a fire pit or a lion's den yeah. or yeah, like I, it's all metaphorical off of, off of yeah. water and vegetables. Yeah, like is it so? But is it is, <laughs> is it metaphorical or is it allegorical? It's because, a little bit of both because, though, because <laughs> the lion's den is anywhere you don't feel comfortable and you feel like a sheep in here with some lions. So that could be the boardroom. That's here, true. Or that could be your the basketball court. Yeah. You're walking to school. So I I get it, but I I just. People just take it so literal. Like, they'll argue you down. Like, Daniel was a real person. Okay, so now we're in 2020, and we can trace back to everyone's DNA. That, just show, that, just show me a cousin. The, just, just show me a relative. Jesus thing. It is my thing right now. Like, show me one person who has any DNA that makes them a direct relative of either Muhammad or Daniel. Oh, you mean Jesus? I mean, or Jesus, or 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 Mary, or or any of the brothers, or anybody that you know what I'm saying. Just we, because we don't trace DNA back a zillion years to the first black woman in Ethiopia. So we can it's get possible. there. It's possible. It's possible. Is what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I don't disrespect nobody's beliefs and none of that. This is just. I mean, what I it believe. just sound like do sound like we about to fall down our YouTube rabbit hole. And we about to be watching <laughs> X Ministries and shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I spent my years being in the choir, avoiding that shit because I wanted to listen to Jay Z. <laughs> I don't talk about X ministries or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that shit like, probably ain't you know what I mean? But like, but but like that's but that's what it, that's what that shit make me think about. And kind of like segue into the project, right? Yeah. Or, or no, matter of fact, so it's Father's uh, Day. Father's Day, and then it's like July. I had, but like somewhere around then, like I had already decided that I wanted to be a creative director when I whenever I had got back into doing creative shit. Yeah. And I was like, well, the first thing I need to do is buy a camera. And so like I went and bought a Nikon first week of July. And that ended up leading to an opportunity to produce a Cajun video. <laughs> <laughs> And shoot, and shoot his cover yeah. for like for the single or whatever. Yeah, and so like and that's because shout out to my boy Darren who had been on the show earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. Also like alumni, alumni. That's Darren. what we starting to call get old guests. They alumni. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Darren is uh, like one of my OGs. Like we uh, we met at a networking event. Yeah, like back in 2011, and he just always invite me on to whatever projects he's working on. And uh, like he's actually in my wedding now. He's one of my groomsmen. See, so, that's how I, it, the networking work. Exactly. And so uh, he invited me out to the to help with the Cajun video. And so I got to pick the location. It was my first time producing a video in this in like an official producer role. Yeah. And so I got to coordinate the talent and the locations and you know all the all the producers. And what video was this? Uh, it's uh, for a song called "A Beautiful Thing" okay. remix. Yeah. And it's a uh, is that so, gonna be your wedding song? No. <laughs> but. My girl's like, we should get him to sing at the, <laughs> at the wedding. It. And it's so funny because he's out there, you know, hanging out with my kids and shit. And I'm just like, I used to be like fucking on the ocean up at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Ballrooming with the hoes and shit. Like, <laughs> now you over here playing with the full circle. Here, full full circle. Exactly. Right. So it was one of those things. That was was July. But like I had, I had bought that camera, right? And I was like. My girl not gonna like this. This camera. Yeah, like like we've been together for a minute, and we know we want to get married. And I know I want to get married too. First yeah. of all, let me say, but like, <laughs> like nigga, you come home with one big purchase too many. Yeah. And they were just this is all you get. Somebody tapping on the table. Yeah. And she hadn't really got to that point yet, but I had anticipated yeah. it, and so I was like, let me get this ring. <laughs> let, let the next big purchase reflect yeah, our like, love. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, so I got the ring, and I had the camera. And I saw, like, I I started conceptualizing what I wanted to do for the proposal. Right. And so our whole life is we pretty much we work together, we play together because a lot of the projects that we work, we work with each other. Yeah. And always do business with family. Always do business with family. And so uh, I was like, I really just want. Uh, oh, Father's Day, right? So back to Father's Day, they had got me a gift certificate for a tattoo. Yeah. So I told her that I wanted a tattoo and I knew what I would get, but I didn't tell her. I was like, I just, you know, I want a tattoo. I think I want something on my neck. And she like, Nick, you such a hood rat. So that's yeah. what my girl called me. <laughs> but uh so so we uh 
I get the ring, I'm lining up the proposal, and I'm just I'm like, this is going to be my debut as a creative director. Right, right. And so I conceptualized this shit called St. DeAngelis and the Return to Flora. And it's because I call my girlfriend, Flor, or my fiance, <laughs> Flor Pequena. And so yeah. in Spanish, that means little flower. Okay. And it was just some shit I made up around the house one day trying to be cool or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you know, you get on their nerve or some shit. And you're like, okay, let me smooth it out. Yeah. And so it was some shit like that. And I started to conceptualize. And like, I was like, on a big ass hibiscus on my neck. And I want return to Flora up underneath it. And I want this big ass 10 foot do rag. I don't know where I'm going to get it from. But I want like 10 foot. Nigga, y'all seen Guapdale with the shit though, right? Yeah. Like that nigga, I saw that shit at like the VMAs last year. I was like, yeah, I need one of those. Yeah. And then it just so happens that it's a chick around here who makes some uh, Dazzling Deja. And she, the way that I found out about her is this, uh, chick named Super Cool Wicked who came on, the, who's an alumni of the I love show. That. I love that. <laughs> uh, when we, uh, when I was doing publicity for a play called Cleopatra Boy last year. Yeah. So she came on the show, but I had, how I even met her was I was running pub for uh, this thing called the Sidewalk Festival last year. Yeah. And yeah. she did her set and she just came out with like this big ass dude. <laughs> right. And I right, was like, right. this shit is fire. Yeah, this shit is possible. This shit yeah. is really close. Yeah. She, she fire too though. She is. Yeah. Uh, so I like, I like her music. I support her. Uh, I'm really hoping we could work together again in the future. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I had to jack the do rag real quick. And then my girl just be like buying me kimonos and shit because this is how we dress. <laughs> yeah. Like, this right, is my right. life now. And so, I so was, before, before like, the, before <laughs> this relationship, you, wasn't wearing kimonos? I probably wanted to wear a kimono. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't about to buy me no kimono. Right. <laughs> it was too risky of a purchase. Right. Nobody in my house owned one. She got like to know. I'll put one on and be like, all right, yeah, I want one of these. This for the family. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> he said nobody in my house owned one. Right. At the time, yeah, nobody in my house owned a kimono. So, but like, I'm like, this is really like how I feel on the inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, I feel, feel like, I feel like, Gator cowboy boots on the inside, yeah. so I will be getting those. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I know exactly I know what, you mean. what you mean. Yeah, exactly. like the inside is yeah. yeah. So like this is like a super representation of like how I live my life with my family, which is like really them allowing me space to do me. Yeah, and right. like them right. like, uh, and that's so important, man. Like, like you know what people do, man. Like people lose they self in the name of love, mm-hmm. right? So that what I mean by that is like, so since you love your girl. You won't do something that you normally would do for yourself for your growth because you don't want to offend that love. Yeah. And a lot of people do that, man. And like that's to- the total opposite of love. Well, I think I think that uh, I think reservation because of love is an important thing in a relationship. But what's equally as important and what's more important is that you with somebody who make you feel more like yourself, yeah, right. less like yourself, yeah. and uh, and make you in touch with that part of yourself. That uh, that feel like the real you, son. Do you grill fish like outside? I mean, I'm just, it just I mean, I'm I just, would. <laughs> no, I'm saying like <laughs> you would go fishing, catch the fish, and like cook that bitch for the night for the family. Do you do shit like that? It oh just, yeah, see, my I dad, get that vibe from. So Sarah. like my dad used to take me fishing when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, into my adulthood too. And so like you know, I know how to. I know how to skin a fish and fillet a fish <laughs> yeah, and start a fire. Like right, because any nigga but, wearing a kimono <laughs> is is eating. Barbecue fish, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real so, fish, yeah. And so I was really, uh, I was really like, you know, and like, and I really, one of the things that really was empowering for me from that whole experience was like, uh, I was like, this shit probably look like soft or some <laughs> shit, right? And like the feedback that I've been getting is that like people are really in touch with like the the masculine part of it, yeah. And yeah. like you know what, it, really what it's what it's like to be around your family, you know, like yeah. that, that confidence that you got, and yeah. like, like in yourself that you know that you made all these motherfuckers and that you keep it going with whoever your partner is. Yeah. Right. But also just like uh like being in touch with like the most natural part of yourself, just like just based on like what we believe about biology, yeah. right? Yeah, and like how that transfers energetically. And so that was like the first step to a bar. Yeah, where all baths are ritual. Yeah, is uh, a bar okay? Okay, <laughs> was uh, all was, right. Was getting Saint D'Angelis and Return to Florida done. And so like after after the so you got the tattoo? Yeah, yeah, I can see it right I'm there. Saying, I'm just yeah. I have I actually had some added to it maybe like a month later because we have a family tattoo artist <laughs> and so like Lex was getting the tattoo and so. I was like, I want some more added to mine. So I was like, yeah. I feel like I can't see it like that down there on my neck. What if there. the kids say, yo, dad, we want tattoos? Like, how old How old do they got to be? Because it's a family I tattoo mean, artist, so they that, at the uh, house while the tattoo artist is coming over. I mean, if that mug's sweet, 
and you know they are otherwise mature enough then yeah like let's yeah. get it I, th- I don't think that uh i don't see myself being a restrictive parent in that way like the things that i care about are you know i think my kids are still getting used to that like i don't i don't expect kids to be good I just expect yeah, them I don't, to listen when I, I say something. Them, I, I just like expect like them that. to be kids. Like, exactly. You know like my four year old, like she four man, like shit, like she go get on my nerves. She go do all of that. So yeah. I can't let that and, bother and, me. Right. And in return, you you get on her nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we human. Like I got an open door policy at the house. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is like I allow her the privilege to be able to identify with her feelings. So if she go in a room and close the door and don't want to be bothered, that don't bother me. But what I don't do is just close the doors in the house because I don't want her to think that I'm mad at her because my door is closed mm-hmm. on a re- You know what I'm saying? So I, I allow her the freedom to feel like I tell her, like, it's OK to be angry, sad, all of that. Don't don't think that you got to put on a fake persona because we dad and daughter like mm-hmm. uh, you might wake up like man this nigga getting on my nerves because she hate the vacuum and i might be vacuuming like you know what i'm saying and it's okay to feel like that it's okay to so, express that also yeah yeah it's okay like because why in the fuck would you be vacuuming if she sleep no no i'm just, I'm just saying asking, like no okay, i'm saying when she wakes up how, okay, that, okay, right right okay. but i'm saying like okay <laughs> my nieces was over one day and my daughter had said some slick shit to me and my nieces told my brother and i said well that's how she felt like i it, it's no other way to look at it than that's how she felt. I don't think she needs to be disciplined for her feelings. I, well, I didn't think she needed to be disciplined either. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it was because funny. Because it stood out to, to my be. nine-year-old enough to say, like, she said that to her daddy, which lets you know that my nine-year-old ain't saying that shit to me. But you can feel like that. But And, I, and if she did, what did she say? You get on her nerves or something? Whatever no, she wasn't said. wasn't that harsh. You know whatever what she said, I said, shit. She, she felt, felt like that. And at I the moment, I understood how she felt. So maybe I don't she just, her. maybe my daughter just identified it as like, maybe that's something you shouldn't say in front of us. Cause we don't know, they don't know y'all relationship. Right, you feel right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So I think that's why. It was I, funny though. That's yeah, it was definitely it was funny, funny to her because she brought it back to me and I laughed. I think that. Uh, Got nice and high and laughed at that one. Kids, kids be on some bullshit, which is the whole shit. And, yeah, uh, you really have to like you be patient with them. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, it, that's it, exactly it, what it is. Because somebody to... was patient with you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. should test your patience on every level. It does. Oh every my god. Level, it, so but, yesterday, like, I, I gotta just put this on. <laughs> so yesterday, I say I got a yard, but uh, I don't care about the leaves in my yard because they go get in my yard. I just don't want them on the side of the house. Uh-huh. So I say, look. Come on, y'all. Put y'all stuff on. I'm going to rake the leaves. I'm going to pay y'all. All y'all got to do is pick them up. I just don't want them on the side of the house. So I rake them up. It ain't even a lot. Can't even fill up the bottom of the bag. They out there bullshitting the whole time. I end up picking the shit up. Then they ask me where the money at. Y'all ain't even did shit. So y'all want me to rake the leaves, pick the leaves up, and pay, and, y'all. And pay y'all. And she said, yeah. I said, and I feel you because I would want that if I was a kid too. You feel like you did something. So here go your five bucks. <laughs> you yeah. feel what well, I'm saying? I mean, I just had a leave raking situation with my daughter too. She asked me for some money because she, whatever she see on TV, she won't. And so she's hella consumerist. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and right I told her, I, yeah, I know. And I told her, hey, because she get her allowance Friday. You know what I'm saying? And this was like Monday. She like, nigga, I want a happy <laughs> meal and I want some toys. And I'm like, well, shit, I ain't giving you no money, but we could go outside, rake the leaves up. You can earn you a good five, six dollars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're not, it's up to you. I don't give a fuck no way because I'm about to go pay somebody else. to Tomorrow when you come, if you think you want to do it, shit going to be gone. You, you lost the opportunity. <laughs> so she... She did a little bit of raking. It wasn't nothing serious. It wasn't five dollars worth. Exactly. I can tell you that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I still told her I give her. Went and got the whole ass little happy meal and shit. You yeah, know what I'm but she earned it. That's how I feel. Like you, I'm not at least she you put shit. the effort in. You, you got to earn this and that's, shit. And that's really what it's about. Like a lot of the time, like if we could speak on black parenting for a minute, like we say that we trying to like prepare our. kids. We don't use the word black, bro. I'm, I mean, I don't necessarily use the word black either, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I know yeah. that we're working with a limited amount of time, and so <laughs> I want to be as universal as possible. Okay, okay, okay. But, uh, so universal, if we speak in universally, I'll use it. Black, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, always learn yeah. something from somebody. Yeah. So I think that, uh, I think that uh, the things that go into black parenting is uh, a lot of shit that's trauma-based. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so we say that we want to prepare our kids for the real world. But we're, we're, really what we're doing is like we traumatizing them. Yeah. And we reliving a trauma that every we have in process. So I find myself like, you know, it's always certain shit that you be like, no, nah, my parents ain't do this. So like, I'm going to make sure my kids don't do this. Like, or, just like, so like, I have a thing about 
Like you have to eat what I cook. Ah, oh, that's terrible. That's trash. Or else I'm gonna hit the roof. I'm gonna hit the roof. Oh, you for real like, like that? <laughs> okay, so, this, so that's crazy I, I, that you said I feel that. like you telling me I'm a terrible parent and I can't cook. <laughs> no, listen. Man, fuck you. Like, <laughs> so this is what's so funny, right? Because I'm happy you said that because like I, me and my wife always talk and we tell them like, no, like we literally had to eat whatever Everyone was there. put in front of us. I so and my, you had to sit there and you had to sit there. So I said to my daughter, you know what? Because every week we go grocery shopping we ask y'all what y'all want on the list y'all lollygag y'all bullshit then you say my four-year-old y'all ain't put donuts on the list hey we just asked you so i said you know what we gonna do we going grocery shopping but we getting all the shit we used to have to eat when we was a kid so banquet size bread steaks because my wife used to have to eat that all type of shit Mm -hmm. and we said we gonna make y'all eat it I bet you you would never not know what you on the list then. But it's the same thing. Like I, we tell them, like we didn't have that freedom. You feel what I'm saying? But I only and that's uh, terrible to me. Like yeah. when you actually think about it, like even with the with like you make kids eat when you hungry. Like like my daughter don't got to get up and go straight to the breakfast table. I never wake up and be that and be hungry to eat, eat breakfast right when I get up. So why do I think that she is so? The other day, uh, when we was at his house, they had cheese pizza because that's her favorite. And um, and then later on that night, she was eating again. He was like, "Damn, dog, it's pretty late for her to eat." Well, I said, "Was she hungry?" So it's not it, it's not up to me to determine when she's hungry or not. If she says she's hungry, it's plenty food in there. If you eating at nine o'clock, I eat late. So we eating dinner together. You know what I'm saying? But mm. yeah, that was terrible having to eat what was put in front of you. I think so. I was so. I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> I obviously didn't have the problem of you yeah. know having to sit at the table any longer than what was required, right? Right. But I remember that my sister did. My sister threw up off a of spaghetti one time, and it was just like, "Nah, fuck that! I'll never eat it again." Yeah. I'm never fucking with spaghetti. And it was to this years. day, do she still? Like, I know she eat it now, but yeah. like it was years. She had to ease like, back half, into that. She had to ease back into it, and like it was like, okay, well, let's try it with just like maybe you just like noodles yeah. and sauce, or. No, fuck that. You're gonna sit right here yeah, and we'll you, figure yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And but but anyway, that's getting off track. What I was, what I really meant to say is that I find myself doing a lot more talking with my kids than and, and, and explaining and like in sincerity as before far as I, before and, and, I whoop you or not even whooping <laughs> them. Shit, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh man, I got girls. I can't be whooping them. Right, it's I hard, mean. man. Like my ooh, that shit hard. But man. but and also make you have to watch how you talk to them too because yeah. like you know that's more damaging. That's more damaging, right? Because like. It's so many things that already assault young women, young black women, self-esteem, that, like, you really do have to be mindful that it don't start in the house. that's trauma shit, too, though. Like, we, yeah. we could go on, man. Like, I think those narratives are passed down and since, like, like, The Color Purple is the worst movie ever for black people to have to sit through and watch. Watch that as an adult, bro. Like, if you watch that as an adult, it's no reason you should have ever watched that as a kid. And that shit get in there, you know. Well, what I'm I saying? mean, that's not a PG movie anyway. But so, so yeah, <laughs> no, that's a so, black movie I though. Mean, like, but yeah, but like, no, no Christmas. children should be watching it. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, but also, I think that uh, and and so like, I'm really because I want to talk about the project, y'all. Oh, okay, but I'm about to say some inflammatory shit, so y'all gotta have me back yeah. to talk about that because like I I I I'm not one of them niggas who's mad at womanism or. "Quote unquote black feminism." What is, what and, what is that? Well, so I mean, so, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean when, when you, you say, say that? that what like, do you mean? Like, yeah. uh, like just for the listener, uh, just just black women uh, highlighting inequality uh, at all of the intersections that they occupy. So that's like black woman to black man, black woman to white professional, black yeah. woman to but I don't feel white like woman it, on like, equal like, status because they they like so it, because. Uh, and this is why I don't want to talk about it because it's too fucking long, but it got a lot to do with the color purple okay. and um, and how patriarchy benefits white men first. Always. But, oh, yeah, yeah. but makes it, it's, it's the same thing that creates infighting between poor people. Is you create infighting between people in your community yeah. by making something obtainable after, after, you know, after you put the responsibility on me to forsake whatever other community I'm a part of. Yeah, and so I think that the color purple and a lot of the stuff that Black women say and a lot of the stuff that they create have a lot to say about that. But I want to talk about my contribution to, <laughs> to the world, to the art world. Yeah. Uh, so your contribution to the art world would be a bar. Yes, right, and we That's dope a bar. Yeah, and we uh, had the pleasure, the pleasure and the privilege of hearing it early, right? And I 
I had no expectations not because one. you kind of kept it under wraps. Even when we was talking, we talk all the time. Like we talk a lot. I'm not gonna say all the time, but we have a healthy dialogue yeah. about a lot of stuff. And you kept saying something about a project, but you really wasn't saying what what it was. So once I seen the cover and you sent it to me, and I'm I, like, well, I actually <laughs> remember the the color picture. I seen the, the color version of that picture first. Uh, did I text it to you? No, I, I, is that the same picture? Because I felt like I seen when y'all well, had that on or something. Oh, uh, so like you probably saw a picture of the girls because I took like a sunrise picture with them. Okay, because we like the location we were at was at Bella. We got there at, like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we hiked to the fishing trail. Yeah, and then everybody changed their clothes and we was lit. And yeah, we, but like in between. Okay, so that we, must have been what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, so you took the picture at Belisle. That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So. And for people who don't know, it's a fishing trail at Belisle. But uh, what, uh, so speak about the project because I didn't hear your voice on it. All right, so yeah, so yeah my voice not isn't on it yet. Oh, okay, it okay. might not be on it. We're still trying to figure out if that's what makes sense. But okay, this is uh, my opportunity to market my my first official project as a conceptual artist and a essayist and a creative director okay. all at once. And so this will be. A project where people will get to experience me in those three phases from me and our in the project to you did a hell of a job, man. Thank you. By the way, yeah, the name yeah. tag went nuts. Fucking crazy. Blacksmith. Hey. I had heard Blacksmith verse the one of them verses he kinda like uploaded. I think he was recording it or something. Yeah. So I, I was familiar with that. And then who verse. was the first yeah, who well, whoever opened it up. See, I wasn't sure if that was you. That's why I hit you back like, yo, so who was this? Because I, I ain't he know did, if it he was went you. Hard yeah, too, he went yeah. hard as hell. That's my homie Bryce Detroit, who is actually running a crowdfunding campaign for an art project that he has going on across the city called uh Hood Close to Gentrifiers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We go have him on. We I, I don't know if you spoke with him about that, but we go set up a date and have him on before the before the year end. Oh, for no. sure. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, that's love. He 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 went hard. It's and I'm like, I hit my brother like, is that day? That's what I asked. <laughs> I don't know because look, no, I, 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 I never heard his rapping voice. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. I I you ain't open that bitch up on some spoken words. So I say this nigga coming hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that yo, bro. Thanks, man. So, so you guys are actually the first to hear about it. You guys are the first media to interact with the project. Home of exclusive. Yeah. Home of exclusives. Home of exclusives yeah. for sure. And so that means from the alum. Go on, yeah. that, that means a lot to me. So, yeah, 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 and so yeah. I'm I'm really glad that y'all enjoyed the project because I, I felt like y'all would tell me if it was white. Yeah, right? and, we and to, like, you know, that no, that shit was and, and I'm like, yo, this is different. So that's why I said to my brother, like, what it, it, yeah. like is like is he on it? Like you you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like your uh, voice got to be on it. You, you, gotta, you gotta say something. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so there's there's a surprise way that we're working on. Okay. For my voice to be on. Y'all know I used to be like a singer and shit. Yeah. I don't do that. I smoke too much. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, shit, the singers don't do that no more because they spoke too much. So you fit right in. You right on time, bro. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, but uh, I I enjoyed uh, the project. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I can't wait for the world to hear it. To be yeah, honest, yeah. you know like, what I'm saying? From the cover to the the couple the the the, the songs that's on there is the I understand the concept. Like yeah. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I think uh, Bryce said a bar. He said a bar or something and said what it is, right? Because mm -hmm. I caught that the first time I heard him say it, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. You feel what I'm saying? Bryce really like so one of the one of the things that I really appreciate about this project is that I probably got the idea for it. Oh, so this is exactly how I got the idea for it, right? It was the I, I proposed to my fiance Lex on August first, and it was just like a long ass weekend. There's a really funny story. We'll have her up here one time to tell how she almost ruined the proposal. Yeah, but <laughs> I was basically getting on her nerve. That's because women don't shoes. know they when never, to take the back seat. Well, they, That's why they shouldn't they, be. No, I'm joking. They, that was they, back. They, they be nosy in the mud. Yeah, you know, yeah, but that yeah, was a woman. To the feminism. Oh man, that's because women need. Yeah, women need men to lead. But go ahead, black women specifically. I think that. I think. Yeah, but I think I, you know y'all trying to bait me into some shit. <laughs> no, no, and no, no, I'm trying no, to talk no, about no. my project. Hold on, no, no. like <laughs> put yeah. a put a pin in that. Right? All, right, all right, and so I think that so so it was the it was the Monday after the Saturday that I proposed, <laughs> and so she she ran me a bath, which is just something that we normally do for each other anyway. We like all right, somebody tripping or somebody like need a reset, and right, I right. had really wanted to do like a ritual bath anyway because it was. New moon. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to set my intentions. And like, I right, just proposed right, right. to my woman. I I know that it's a lot of good shit on the way. And so, like, that's one of the things that I do to get myself energetically prepared is 
you know, do a ritual bath, uh, you know, according now to Now, when you say ritual, what do you mean by so, a ritual bath? I mean, just, you know, a process that you go through according. And so, like, a lot of the mind I build myself because I don't trust other people in that way. And so, a lot of my spirituality, I intuit based off of the information that I have. But uh, my girl ran me a bath with some oil and some flowers and lit some candles and some incense. And I had my new camera. And I was like, this shit is lit. Grab the camera. And so, she snapped a couple of pictures. And I was looking, I was like, these shits is lit. I got to think of a reason to post one because I'm in the tub. So like, <laughs> some pot shit. Ain't nobody trying to see that for real unless there's like, you know, some artistic integrity or quality behind it. Yeah. And so I was like, all baths are ritual. And I was like, I wonder what I mean by that. <laughs> and I just sat with it for a while. And I was like, that sounds like a project name. And so I called all of these people that are on the project. I called Bryce Detroit, and I called Boog Brown, and I called Name Tag Alexander. Yo, Tag, hey, man. Tag, didn't he? Yeah, he went crazy on You know what? It's, it didn't take everything in me because I understand that we was, like, some of the only people to know about this project. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to let him know, like, dog, I heard I did let verse. him know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm yeah. saying, I, you know, y'all text and we tweet, so it's different. But mm-hmm. I wanted to let him know, like, dog, I heard that on Dean Project, and, yeah, I, like, I got to give it to you, dog. I it just hit the crazy. nigga. I ain't say nothing. I, I just hit the nigga and said, all baths are ritual. And he hit me back with the question mark, and I ain't mm. say shit else. Now we start talking about whatever we was talking, nigga. I'm like, nigga, you took it there. Yeah. I really <laughs> like that there's folklore going on in the community. That's what I was really trying to build with this shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so it worked. Yeah, yeah, it yeah did. that's what I'm saying. Because you said, don't let nobody hear it but your brother. So I ain't let him hear it. I don't know if Tag heard it, but I know he know mm. what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm like, yo. And, and yeah, Tag did his thing. And, and really, shout out to. Uh, to JR got the hits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The whole too. Project, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, who's also an alumni, uh, uh, alumni, show. alumni. Yeah, uh, and um, and I met him through uh through throwing Brent's party last year. Oh, okay. And so like that's what I, I was telling. I was telling the story about Dilla's delights uh, over my Instagram because Dilla's delights uh, has a lot to do with the person that I am between like two seven two thousand seventeen and now. Yeah. And so I just talk about how I used to be like really churchy and like really like hell bent on respectability politics and you know just trying to do things the quote-unquote right way Mm -hmm. until i hit a wall with that shit and so like dillard's is the place that i went to when i hit that wall and And like is it really donuts hell yeah see i never been oh my god i was yeah and i was talking to uh (laughs) filthy what's his uncle name Herm. 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 Yeah, he does that filthy was like, Y'all need Uncle Herm up there, dog. Like Uncle Herm definitely got stories, home, bro. Huh? But he just said he always just be moving and grooving. Uncle Herm be moving and grooving. And he has some uh some medical challenges that uh, at the end of the year. So, you know, God bless him. Yeah. Always. But I think he's doing well now. Yeah. And so make sure you support Dillard's Delights however you can. You can buy it at uh Red Hook Cafe. Yeah. Uh you can follow on IG and see where he's popping up. But okay, those okay. shits are the truth. And but but more than that, uh and even deeper than me being a uh, a Barack intern and that being the place that, you know, that Slum Village jumped off, yeah. which J.D. was a founding member of, just what J. Dilla means to Detroit yeah. and what J. Dilla means to somebody who want to make a difference in Detroit right, on right. the music scene uh, that isn't necessarily leading with personality, but with talent and with like being a genuine person. Yeah. Like uh, I connected to a lot of that. Like especially in the last three years, uh, even though it's been that half my life at this point, yeah. And so I would be able to go in and chop it up with Book Book Brown, who's the uh, who's also on the project, who uh, worked there, and she was on a playlist that I did uh, after I met her, and we were able to build a working relationship from there. And so I was able to. Anytime I bring anybody downtown, I take them to Grand River and Broadway so they can see the whole line of black businesses that used to be there. So yeah. it was Rags. It was my boy James at DSE. It was a black coffee shop. When I was down there, it was Freshman. And it was, and it's always been Spectacles. Yeah. So I'm actually planning an event with Spectacles and somebody who's doing a collab with them right now. Okay. But, uh, <coughs> Every time I'm downtown, that's that's the block that I take people to. That's like my second home. And yeah. so like Dillard's was a natural extension of that because it was around the corner. And so, uh, just through all of my different phases, I could stop in and get a fantastic fritter yeah. and some coffee, you know, up until the pandemic. Yeah. And so, uh, but that's how I met JR. Yeah. And JR uh, came out with a project called Golden Ratio last year. And I just listened to it one day. And because I had his number from meeting up at Brent shit, I just hit him up. I was like, 
and ask them questions. That's actually how I build relationships with people. I ask them shit about what they're working on yeah. or what they just released. And so that's how our working relationship started. Yeah. It turned into this EP that he executive produced. And, uh, you know, we've had the pleasure of recording out of his studio at 221B over here in Oak Park. Yeah. On, uh, so Coolidge when, the, when, when the world, when is the world going to get The together? world gets this on December 21st. By the time this episode airs, they'll probably know that it's on the way and they'll see that cover art that we've been talking about. Yeah. This, this, we have, you want to, you know, we how could, you want to uh, do yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want it to come out that week also, you know? Uh, so, uh, or you want it to lead, uh, kind of lead up to it? Well, I think that uh, I think that I want it to come out Monday. That, I'm saying that that Monday. You, I'm saying we can drop this because uh, what is the 21st? The 21st is a fr- uh, a Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we can drop it that the, Monday. The no, I wanted y'all to do it this week. Well, 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 I, think, <laughs> I think we I think we discussed the eighth because originally it was supposed to. I mean the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 15th. what I'm saying. But it, yeah, it was just the fifteenth. Well, no, y'all, y'all, so like, I guess we are gonna edit this part out. But y'all to start. No, we not. Oh, no, 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 okay, no, no, so anyway, no, no, no. this this is the beginning of the rollout. So y'all oh, okay, can't, okay. y'all can't like wait. Y'all can't, yeah, okay, okay, like, okay, okay. Just, okay, so um, we got something to queue already. Yeah, All right, for Monday, for <laughs> we got something to queue for my day. You know, what All right. I'm so we could drop it the next week. You know what I'm saying? All right, yeah. that's cool because yeah. that'll give me a week to like really get the the digital engagement up with the cover art and stuff. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if because if you don't show the cover art when we drop this, we showing it because that's the, uh, <laughs> so. I, I'm just being what if you want us to drop it next week, we got to be able to show the, the cover, cover art. I, I'm dropping the, so I'm dropping the cover on my birthday on my 33rd birthday, which is Friday, Jesus. November the 13th. Okay. So oh, Friday the thirteenth. Yes. Oh shit. And it's a, and it's and, and it's in the eleventh month. And so like and so like that's one of the things that I, that's the energy that I really carried into the project because I wanted the project to be done on September twenty second when we were when it was going to be the uh, the autumnal equinox because I'm really into lining up things with the overall you know or the universal energy. Uh, but my birth my birthday works uh, <laughs> as a really good day too. So that's yeah. the day I you know I can, right for your birthday yeah. the thirteenth. This will drop on that sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We so we just we we got you squared away. All right. Bet. So you in the queue. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, Perfect. man. Listen, bro. It's always a pleasure when you come man, or oh, when dang. you sing guests. Wait, Let, what else you want to mention, man? Yeah. Go ahead. If you got something <laughs> else, you know what I'm saying. Because my intro is just as fire as my outro. So go ahead. Shit, nigga. You queued that shit up hard. <laughs> uh, no. So uh, December 21st, a bar drops is my first project as uh, official A&R. Um, really looking forward to dropping these. Essays on y'all and these. Uh, you mean these like content. written word essays? Yeah, you know I'm a writer by trade. Right, right, so, right. You know I'm. This, I'm hey, this is a worldwide show. You say essay, they don't know if you're talking about Mexicans or what. I mean, so. I'm also my last <laughs> name's Garcia. I'm Mexican <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, are you Mexican or are you Spanish? Because that's different. Well, Mexicans from Mexico and Spanish people from Spain. My, and people always get those two confused because Mexicans speak Spanish, well, which they know. should speak Mexican because Spanish and Mexican aren't exclusively mutual. Well, I thought they spoke Spanish because Mexico was colonized by the Spaniards. Right. I mean, but, right. But people think that if you say someone speaks Spanish, that they're Mexican. But people Spanish in Spain, right. Like people mm-hmm. in Spain speak Spanish. That's where Mexicans get Spanish from. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Mexicans and Spanish people aren't the, the same. same. Nowhere no, near. absolutely. Yeah. Right. People don't. You know what I mean? I told a, I told a nigga somebody was from Jamaica and they said, how? I said, because just because you're from Jamaica don't mean you got dreads and you dark as us. You feel, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I said, it's, Jamaica is an island and people cannot be black and be from Jamaica. So that's, you know, nationality versus ethnicity versus race. Yeah, so, yeah. Sociological conversation. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But uh, but thank you guys so much for having me on. And I really hope that I could get the rest of the crew on once we're getting ready to release the project. And uh, man, that's it. For sure, man. You I mean, already know. I ain't Open got no shirt policy. on on the cover. Like that was <laughs> Yeah, you and wild I, and I, I'm <laughs> surrounded by three models in all white just pouring water on me. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool. That's man. all like that could be something different. <laughs> yeah, that's Oh, so but 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 also that's what I wanted to talk about, right? So this the whole shit about A bar or bathing in general is that I wanted to take an opportunity to talk about uh, shared experiences from an individual perspective and so we know we all bathe or do things to prepare ourselves for whatever our day is about to be like or for whatever season we enter into and so I wanted to take an opportunity to take a shared bathing experience and kind of examine that visually as to for like what those people might be thinking while they're sharing this experience Definitely. and that's pretty much the whole spirit of the project like all of it was recorded uh, pretty much 
with the artist giving an assignment for the track, yeah, a track, and their own time to finish it, yeah, and then us calling uh, them, uh, us calling them in once we took some production notes, yeah, and trying to see what direction we needed to go in, if any, and so it's really one of those things where people were really trusting of each other, yeah, and relying on each other. For the best possible outcome and i really think just based on the feedback that i got here today yeah. that that's sincerely what happened and so you know big ups to everybody that's been a part of this yeah this this is is this is a piece of art and that's yeah. how you gotta well well moving forward i wish people would take their take music, music more like yeah like like it's a piece of from art. cover to song like it's just the conception the conceptual aspect is just a great piece of art man. so where can people find you if they're looking for you brother all right, you can find me at Saint DeAngelis. That's the word Saint D E A N is in November G E L U S, and that's where I'm at. Uh, you can find me at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. What about you, bro? You can find me broadcasting live from another nigga bitch house. Yeah, yeah. Hey. you know what I'm saying, dog. One sljackson.com. Order your uh paper book, uh, paperback Paper copy of Animal Instincts: The Urban Jungle. Animal Instincts: The Urban Jungle animated will be uh we will be premiering the first episode. You know what? I'm not gonna we, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank I ain't gonna you. say that. We'll be I, premiering I it when episode. we premiere it. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh wait, y'all. I got a website too. Okay, and I gotta it? say the website because that's exclusively where the project is gonna be. Oh, you entirety. better say the website. So the website is www.saintdeangelis.com, and you guys can sign up for our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear a bar when it drops on December twenty first. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, we appreciate you for coming, man. For the people you sent through and just being like a genuine person, bro. Like I feel like. I feel like all baths are ritual, bro. Yeah, all baths exactly. are ritual. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm AJ. Bar, I'm SJ. I, I want for my brother what I want for myself. myself. Oh, I got in on it. <laughs>